we actually reached out uh, to a, a professional. It was like a seven-day uh, cleanse or one-to-one. Each one of us was going separately through it. Uh, and in that, you really look at all the different things that you've done. It's highly unpleasant because you are looking at all the stuff that you were denying. And you see some of the darkness uh, and the hurt and the disempowerment that you have been playing in the relationship towards yourself and your partner. Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Each week, my guest and I share our vulnerable behind the scenes stories of giving ourselves permission to take off our masks, let go of expectations, and embrace our own path of freedom and authentic connection. I am your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity. Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and just tuning into the podcast. I always appreciate you all being here and listening to the podcast. My name is Bianca Hughes and the host of the podcast. This is episode 68. I can't believe it's episode 68. And I have some guests, yes, guests. I have a couple on the podcast today talking about authenticity in relationships, in your romantic relationships, because it looks different. And so I'm really excited about this episode and just talking to them. We just had such a great conversation and really probably answers a couple of questions or fears or concerns you might have about being your authentic self in a relationship and speaking your authentic truth. My guests on the show today are Natasha and Jahim Jerry. They are husband and wife co-founders of Your Exceptional Relationship. Their mission is to help women heal their hearts and transform their relationships so they can revolutionize the world. Having been on the brink of divorce, Natasha and Jahim now firsthand know firsthand how intimate relationships can bring out the worst in us. Their journey has led them to heal and create a deeply fulfilling marriage that's even better than the honeymoon. When they're not working or traveling together, you can find them in nature or uncovering the next best restaurant or hole in the wall. You can also listen to them on their podcast on awakenedwife.com. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. So hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast, Natasha and Yahim. I want to make sure I pronounce his name right. Did I say it right? Yeah, that, that, that's about right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> welcome. Thank you for having us. Uh, it's great. We are from the future calling you. <laughs> <laughs> They're in um, Singapore, Singapore, no, Malaysia. Kuala Lumpur, actually. Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I've been there once too. Um, And so it's Tuesday there and it's Monday here. So welcome, welcome, (laughs) welcome. We had to work out the time difference, but they're so gracious. So I, I appreciate that. So welcome to the podcast. And we're just gonna start off with my favorite question. What does authenticity mean to you? And you guys can, um, you can both can um, answer individually. For me, it's getting in tune with yourself, 
who you are, tapping into that truth, which I find is a process. I think authenticity, it's not one state and that's who you are and that's what it is for the rest of your life. It's something you have to discover and cover. And when you do, or when you tap into that, it's an expression. So I think it's like an inside out kind of process because it's not authentic if it's not expressed. At least for me, it's blocked if it's still inside. So that's what authenticity means to me. Oh, I love that. Mm. It can't be authenticity if it's not expressed. Okay. All right. Um, so I was thinking about this this question and and one thing that came to mind, which is a little detour about what it not what it's not, because I see a lot of people thinking, well, being authentic means to stick to a certain way of behavior that you've associated with yourself. And I personally disagree with that because you can box yourself into I am this or that. And so if I don't do this or that, I'm not authentic. Mm-hmm. But that's actually a mind construct about yourself that you're trying to live up to. And so for me, what authenticity actually is, is to be in the moment and responsive in the moment and work with the energy that's coming up in this moment. Hmm. I love it. I love how it's different. I love that, but still so rich. So what does authenticity mean in your relationship with each other? Um, you know, in terms of the marriage or some people may just be in a, a romantic relationship, but any yeah, any form of romantic relationship, what does that mean or even right. look like? So for, for me, when we take uh, my definition, it, it's, <laughs> it's about being real in this moment with your spouse, uh, with your partner. Um, now, there has to be a, some level of discernment as well, because being authentic for me is not necessarily just going all in all to the judgment about my partner and just telling them all the stuff that mm. <laughs> you know all the judgment that my mind has come up with that's not really nec- an, an authentic place that's just all the garbage in my mind <laughs> that's that's happening so for me authenticity is actually more about dropping deeper into your body and feeling what's really true for you in this moment mm. and then expressing that and being with that but it, ha- it can it can express itself in various ways you know, just because you have, for example, an, an issue, let's say, with your partner, doesn't mean that you have to, you know, explode on them, right? You can honor this and still bring it into the conversation, uh, but in a mature way. Hmm. I love that. Thank you. And Natasha, is it the same? It, it's similar. Uh, I think expressing yourself is one thing which I mentioned but when it comes to being in a relationship there are clear skills you can learn to actually direct (laughs) that message in a productive way I think I think any problem that you face or any conflict any differences I mean we've been through that and that's completely normal but I think where most people really go wrong is the the projection where the message goes from inside you to the other person. And like Yahim said, it's like, sometimes we confuse what's going on in our head because certain, something might happen. It'll be just a one, one occurrence kind of event, but then you kind of think about it. You start to doubt your stuff. You start to, start to question your partner. And before you know it, it's a really, really, really big ball of energy that you're kind of spinning around in. And by the time you kind of address it or you bring it up, 
it's become something a lot more than what just happened. There's a lot mm-hmm. of meaning to it. So yes, it's when it comes to authenticity, in terms of your actual experience, you might be experiencing all that, like the emotional turmoil of it and the meaning and, and what it means to, for you in the past and the future and right now. And But like Yahim said, I think you said, you said the word discernment. It is all also our responsibility to discern between what am I getting caught up in, in my mind? And yes, I can acknowledge what I'm experiencing emotionally as a human being. And that's okay. That's real too. Mm-hmm. But then to actually tackle a problem together, it requires you to actually take responsibility for all of these things. Not just, I feel this way. So therefore I'm, I'm going to, you know, just, just, yeah. just like bring it up and who cares where it goes it's like no 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 there, there is some level of responsibility here because there is another human being involved you know what it kind of makes me think of it ma- it makes me think of like when you're with yourself like to be authentic really means like there is no filter like all that stuff that's going on in your head you can say out loud and figure out loud with yourself And then after you've done that, then you begin to like kind of make sense of it. So when you bring it to your partner, it's still your truth, but you've kind of figured out some of the stuff before you're just like, I can't stand you right now. You kind of, you could be like, oh, I need to get out of here. I can't stand him. And you're talking to yourself and you're saying those truths to yourself. But by the time you calm down, it's a different, Mm. a different delivery, I think. I'm hearing yeah. from you guys. Does that, yeah, does that I, I, I do agree with that because the if you look at authenticity, a lot of people have certain coping mechanisms right in place about how to handle a certain situation which they have learned in, in, in childhood or from other people or whatever, right? And a coping mechanism for me is not necessarily grounded in authenticity. So something happens and my mind starts going crazy and there's all this judgment or whatever happening in my mind. But actually underneath, I feel hurt. Now, if you want to be really authentic, the hurt is where it's at. The other stuff is just smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. right? And so that's what we're saying is you want to drop down to what's actually real, which often is then scary. Because if you're going to show that you're hurt, you're going to be vulnerable. Mm. But that is where you can get closer as a couple. Yeah. You said, Matt, you said the word. See, I love how this, that word, the V word. <laughs> the vulnerable word. That is like, I don't want to go there. You know, I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. How did you guys kind of get to that space that because in order to be authentic you have to be vulnerable um what does that kind of mean for you guys in the relationship how did you guys kind of get to that I personally really struggled with this and I think it was because kind of on the the common denominator I guess was that I didn't find my emotions my what I was going through to be valuable 
So at the beginning of our relationship, even when we moved in, because, you know, I'm Canadian, he's Swiss, I had to move to Switzerland, it was, it was a, a big change, and we finally got together, so, oh, yay, no more long distance, we're finally together, we're finally living together, and then I realized that, you know, as you're being together more and more, there are things that either bother you, you don't like, you don't quite feel good about or just just things that's not quite right like little things you know mm-hmm. I mean if I was in a healthy place uh, kind of mentally or emotionally I take that as like kind of not warning signs but just like feedback to actually oh speak to him and maybe we adjust and we move towards like a better direction but since deep down I didn't really value myself and I didn't I didn't really respect myself that much I would feel certain things and I, I I know that something was bothering me within our relationship but I was like oh, that doesn't matter we're like who am I to ask him to change or to, to 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 say that this is not okay and so for the longest time I just stuffed it down and stuffed it down and stuffed it down and I tried to be this happy person who didn't have any worries within this relationship but that's not true that's not mm. true so I think I was really in denial of the little things and they're at the beginning they're very small and they're very subtle and it's almost like easy to ignore it's kind of like ah just brush mm. it off it's okay you know who who cares it's no big deal like that's a big one no big deal right um but over time that that really bit bit me on my ass like that that does not work it just accumulates I just had a huge like storage room full of that you blow up (laughs) it took several years and I I gotta tell you when that builds up and you lock it up in that room it doesn't just get dusty it gets really ugly it starts to leak into your other rooms and I was building bitterness resentment I was holding all this all these grudges because imagine if someone hurt you someone you really really love just did something and it hurts and you don't say anything you don't acknowledge it yourself you don't tell the other person and over years you don't you just stuff it in that room well it's gonna come out one way or another quite unconsciously so so in the end I mean at the breaking point of our relationship in the household I became a little bit of a monster as in like I would pick on him I would nag at him there was a lot of bickering I was bringing him down a lot in those little ways that we all think it's okay so whether it's like he washes a bell pepper I'd be like oh yeah I'm like come on like he missed like how can you not see that or he 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 you know just the littlest things I would just I would just tell him what to do I was criticize him I would correct him I would bring him down you know and in me was actually this I, this bitterness that I was so unhappy actually because I was getting my boundaries crossed again and again and again and I did not speak up for myself so eventually I did blow up I, I did crack because mm. I got to the point where I was so unhappy and I couldn't handle it and I said yes to so many things so it's as if like I consensually he said yes and asked my partner to to hurt me like because it's it's even worse than um I don't know getting cheated on or something because you said yes the whole time you did it I did it 
I said mm-hmm. yes and yes and yes and yes. I tried to make him happy. I tried to pretend that everything's okay. I consensually said, yes, go ahead, hurt me, cross my boundaries again, please, <laughs> for so long. And at some point, I, I couldn't. I couldn't see a future. I couldn't take it anymore. And I was so hurt. And that was the first time, if we go to the V word, that's the first time I actually showed him how I was feeling, what was actually going on inside. Before then, it was a lot of trying to make it work, mm-hmm. thinking that I got to make him happy. You know, I, I just got to make my husband happy. And that makes a good wife. But that is so not true. Wow. Yeah. Such a learned beho- behavior, isn't that? Um, I've got to make my husband happy, but it's not taught. Uh, and I'm speaking for all of us, like it's not taught about communication. I think I've heard you guys talk about that, that we're not taught about healthy communication. We're not talk about, you probably, I don't even know if you realize you was not respecting yourself or that you were okaying saying yes, you, you know, you were just doing this behavior without even realizing yeah. this is what it's actually called or named. Um, and you thought everything was okay. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when it, she it blew was... up, was it a shock? Um, no, no, we we had okay. we had it brewing. We did see kind of coming the whole, okay. the whole thing. Cool. Um, and and that's why this podcast is actually so so vital, because you can have all the communication in the world. If you're not true to yourself, it's not going to go anywhere. Like we have been talking, we had the communication, we were talking to each other, we were honest with each other. Yeah, well, good luck when you're not honest to yourself. <laughs> what are you going to communicate? <laughs> you got to communicate your lies. <laughs> That's so, wow. So there's, so even if you have, so let me just get this right. Just so even if you talk about stuff, even if you communicate healthily, it doesn't make a difference if you're not true and authentic with yourself. Yeah. I just had this conversation with my friend before I go on the phone with you guys. And she actually, I'm, I'm just going to actually, she said the same thing that she yeah. wasn't being authentic to her husband and that had to change. And she, she I was like, well, you didn't tell me cause I would have told her what to do, <laughs> but she, and I, and I, was, and I was telling her, I was coming to speak to you guys, but I, that was the exact conversation we just had before I got on this, yeah. that she had to be authentic with him. Wow. Wow. What do you think stopped you being authentic? Oh, that's a simple one. <laughs> you know, I love it. It, 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 it. It's very simple, but it's not so, so easy one, even when you know it. It's all the crap that your mind creates. It really is. It's like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? Oh, my God, what about this and that? And there's all those mechanisms that oh, are stopping you because of this projected fear, fear in the future and as one of my mentors said fear stands for future events appearing real mm. yeah so you have all this drama about what would happen and you can't do this and they're going to hurt you even more and it's just going to be this uncomfortable etc cetera, etc cetera. so one level is the mind second level is the emotion because the emotion itself is already uncomfortable you feel hurt you feel vulnerable and raw and then so it's those two things that are coming and then you block yourself from expressing but what you don't realize is when you do block it you're hurting yourself more 
And so usually what happens is that eventually the pain gets so much that you can't hold it in anymore. And you're like, well, there's no other way forward anymore. Right. Mm. So the, it, the, the holding is, is okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then eventually it's like, it's like, I just can't, it's yeah. too much. And then it comes out. It comes out. And that you realize actually life is going to be so much easier if you just say it <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> what were the fears? Like what? Because, you know, you say in the sense that, and I always like to go one step down. So you'd be like, oh, I'm the fear of what they're going to say. But then mm. what's underneath if they say that? What were those deeper fears? For me, I think I was quite silent because... Uh, I'm okay you said the mind creates all this stuff so let's go into what my mind was telling me I was scared that because I said yes to so many things it's almost like oh yes freedom and love and you know yes you can do that oh no worry don't worry about it that's totally okay I said yes so many times that I was afraid to reel it in and how he would react right so I, I couldn't I can't control him so if I said, oh, never mind, I actually don't mean that, or never mind, I change, I change my mind, it's no, you know, how would he react? And I was very scared of losing him. I think that was probably my biggest fear. I thought, man, if I really showed up, I mean, I was already a very unhappy wife, I just didn't want to admit it. But I was like, oh, but if I came to him, admitting that I was unhappy and now he had an unhappy wife now I had to deal with all these things would he stay like would he actually mm. work through this with me or would he just be like well that's not what I wanted you know like you said yes to all these things I like my freedom I like you know how things have been and this all these no's and boundaries and now I have to change and no I was thinking he would he would act he would he might have reacted like that and be like no that's not the relationship I want that's not you know how things should be and that's not going to work with me so I was I was really afraid I was actually thinking like okay if we were to split how would my life look like I was really going there because I was mm. I was really thinking that it could break the whole thing if I admitted to him like if I was vulnerable if I was authentic if I really showed up with all this baggage and opened up that garage mm. door I, 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 I really thought maybe he'd be like, okay, no, thanks. Wow. I have a question about that garage door, opening up the car, garage door to you. Yeah. 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 What did you already see some of that baggage though? Yes. And that's what I always like to say people. It's like, we're scared that people are going to see us for real, for real. But most of the time, whilst they don't know everything, they can see us more than we actually realize. Right, right, yeah. I just want to add uh, a, a different perspective for my side, me being vulnerable. What, what I had the issue, the, the thing that my mind was projecting, which I was actually completely unaware of at this time, it was that I had a certain self-image. And the self-image was, you know, being strong and unfazed by things and whatever. Uh, and then admitting actually that, we know you're hurting me what you're doing those small things and 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 the mind would actually then deny it be like well what's the big deal she just said something about the carrot not being washed or something you know like <laughs> but 
it actually the whole thing, you know, because it was almost going a little bit into a passive aggressive uh, behavior, it was almost under it was under the radar. So my mind was rationalizing it, it's not such a big deal, rather than being true to what I was feeling, and then actually being seeing like, yeah, I can be hurt, you know, and those small things, they hurt me, you know, so it was going against the self image. And I was afraid to admit that to myself. Mm, that's yeah because you had to you know apparently be strong and why should that bother you it's just a small thing um yeah. I think like we you know we all but especially like I'm not even going to generalize but it's truth but for the man it's like the the word of hurt is not allowed in society in quotation marks um or 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 shall I say honored um for men in that sense you know and so why would you you know and, and women just need to be the doubtful wife we can't speak up i'm just talking you know gender roles that are actually shown in society but not actually helpful or mm. or true did you feel like you lost power when you admitted to yourself you were hurt oh no i gained power mm. <laughs> Yeah. I gain power because, first of all, I become more fluid in how I can show up. And, and, and second of all, the, the emotions, like what, what kind of strength is that, that you can't accept your own hurt? What kind of strength is that, that you can't be vulnerable? You're just, you're just pretending. You're just wearing this pretentious armor. It's nothing to do with strength. Wow. I love that. So... You guys blow up, you get to this point. What stops you? I, I, I'm thinking at some point, maybe I kind of read your story that you was almost at the divorce stage. What stops you from getting divorced? How do you, you know, what stops you and how are you able to turn things around? Mm -hmm. um, love. I think that, that's, that's <laughs> going to be the word. Like you can't really rationalize it on why are you going to stay? In, in this moment, when Natasha told me, for me, there was a, a, a recognition. There was a recognition of what she was going through. And with it came compassion and empathy and wanting to, to change things. Mm. That, that's what, what happened. And so, so I was like, so all the fears that she had about me, you know, running away, uh, well, they were all made up. Okay. <laughs> you know? So I'm going to ask about that. I always push people when they tell me love, because love is so many different things. Um, when you say love, what do you mean by that? Like, how are you defining that? You can properly define love with the mind. Okay. Um, love is an experience, uh, and an expression in, in the moment, right? Yes. You can see at love through different filters, but it, in, in this moment, it's just, it's just there. Mm -hmm. Like you care about this person and what she's going through and and she means something to you she she's important but again like that's just the mind's story about it like that experience in that moment is just you just compelled mm -hmm. i was just compelled towards it mm -hmm. because some people love but still don't try and work it out right right so so there's 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 you're right, you know, the, the, the term love, we have to be somewhat careful with it. Um, because some people, for example, they think love, if I love, for example, unconditionally, 
they just say yes to everything. No, that's not really love. That that's a perverted version of love mm -hmm. that becomes hurtful towards yourself. So so love is not just this lovey dovey feeling. Love can actually be very fierce. Lust love can say no. Mm. Mm, so that is and, and 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 it's a feeling. So I like to make distinction. You're either aligning yourself to to your fears and insecurities or towards love. And so if mm -hmm. you are not willing to work things out, you're most likely aligning to your fears and insecurities. Hmm. I love that distinction. I appreciate that. Thank you. What about you, Natasha? What made you decide? Is it the same answer? Not to give up? I was losing hope at that point because I didn't know our path forward. But when even though we had, like, like you said, we had communication. So we were talking about the issues, but not quite, right? So not quite going there, uh, two steps down. But in that moment, I really saw that he saw me. He saw me and he, there was still care and there was still love. And I didn't feel that for a long time because it was, it was so not nice how we were being together. And it was just constant struggle this conflict that never got resolved like we were just stuck that that's it you were stuck but at that moment when I saw that he saw me and he almost understood how I felt I don't know about how much he understood but he understood where I was at emotionally I knew that there was something there still it was as if that recognition brought us together again like as a team and together we wanted to do something about it. Well, before it was kind of us two coming together and tackling the problem. So it wasn't really the same. This was us two coming together to work it out. And so I knew that there was a chance that we could like, finally, you know, there was, there was hope again. I didn't quite know how in that moment we actually reached out to a professional because we were really stuck. We didn't know what to do anymore. So there was a lot of work to be done to repair everything, to take responsibility for everything that we have personally done to ourselves and to each other. There needed to be forgiveness. And we needed at one point to also revisit, do you want to stay together despite knowing everything fully now, like not like actually taking responsibility for what has happened. And, and that was, that was the journey forward. But I would say that love isn't enough. You know, in that moment, there was a lot of love and recognition and understanding and compassion, all of that. Yes. But was that enough to heal? Like uh, it was enough to start the healing journey but that is not the healing journey, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the healing journey takes a lot of work, um, a lot of uh, changes, actually, changes in perception, uh, changes in behavior. And that doesn't come naturally just with love. Mm, I love that. There is something so powerful in being seen. Um, unfortunately, everyone has not experienced that. Um, I have, you know, and it's not even just, it doesn't have to be in a romantic relationship, but um, I have actually experienced that numerous times. And it's like, you know, it's mind, it's mind blowing. It's, it's, it's what our hearts desire. So 
it sounds like that was another powerful piece because that's what we all want. Like as humans, we want to be seen, loved, understood and connected and all these other stuff kind of get in the way. Um, so you guys are so, your story is so good. I can talk to you forever, but tell me, tell us, um, a bit about some of those steps, um, and where they've kind of brought you to today. Mm. So the, the steps once, once we cracked open, (laughs) so, so as, as Natasha mentioned, we actually reached out uh, to a, a professional. It was like a seven-day uh, cleanse or one-to-one. Each one of us was going separately through it. Uh, mm-hmm. And in that, you really look at all the different things that you've done. It's highly unpleasant because you are looking at all the stuff that you were denying. And you see some of the darkness uh, and the hurt and the disempowerment that you have been playing in the relationship towards yourself and your partner uh, however through this recognition through seeing it uh, you get the power to transform it mm-hmm. and so that is what we we did you know at the end of this cleanse the this lady set us down and as natasha mentioned she asked us well do you still want to be together you know right now after going through all the <laughs> you know all the nastiness for yourself for seven days you're very raw and and yes we we did want to stay together we did want to stay together and then from from then on because we were aware of how the patterns are playing out we were able to actually turn them around so it's one thing to recognize them it's another thing to then actually live up to your commitment and say i'm mm-hmm. not going to have this anymore in the relationship not tolerating it anymore we are going to move in a different direction which is why like in 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 our programs and whatever we are teaching people look the negative communications patterns like bickering nagging blaming uh, criticizing all of those things they zap your energy and you want to actually change them Mm -hmm. and you you got to change the other stuff inside of you as well. You know, what's bringing up this, this whole bunch of stuff, but you really want to look at those. And that's what we did after the cleanse is actually do that where we had many talks sitting down and be like, you know, this is where I felt blamed. This is where I feel you're being passive aggressive. And I mean, those conversations were not very pleasant. They were not pleasant for me. They were not pleasant for Natasha. Uh, And for me at this point, it was really, you make it or you break it. Like every time we were, slipping someone back in some of those patterns i felt this urge to just run away like it was mm. so unpleasant for me so it were, for me it was like either we're going to shift and really embrace this new way or we're not going to make it because i just i just couldn't handle it mm. wow so you knowing that i want to run away was a way of saying oh we're shifting back we're going back into those patterns yeah that that's okay. that's what 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 i was feeling this 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 energy and so that's why i was like okay it's too uncomfortable we gotta address it the other one is also comfortable this is more uncomfortable so i gotta address it we gotta do that and that okay. is what then you know like we did not realize how much energy is tied up in this negativity like those small little conflicts really like drain your energy and when you get rid of them like the amount of energy that's released and the empowerment that you feel and the synergy that you feel together and the things you can create are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't realize what you're sacrificing. You, you think it's, it's, it's normal because so many are doing it, but it's not healthy. 
and, and it really just it locks you it locks you in a place you can't evolve as a couple you can't give yourself into the world fully because you're busy nagging at each other or bickering with each other yeah it's really you, not not helpful you know what that kind of reminds me of i'm i'm not trying to you know minimize it but it reminds me of um adjusting when i one time a few years back i adjusted my social media feed um, and, and I still do that, do a readjustment if there's too much negativity. And I know some people talk about their, their social media feed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't have that in my feed because I made that adjustment because I realized how much that negativity does drain you. And it's not, I'm not even in a relationship with these people. I'm just, so I can't even begin to think what that's like in a relationship, you know? Absolutely. And because it is in a relationship, it's a certain dynamic. So you think it's nothing. But then when someone does something disempowering to you, you either retreat. So you kind of like lock yourself in and you become even more isolated, which is really not not that great for the relationship. Or because someone brought you down, even on a very subtle level, you, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel good. <clears throat> so the, it kind of triggers some ego within you and you kind of want to one up them. So in the next interaction, in the smallest way, unconsciously, you're trying to find some way to get back at him. And that's where the bitterness and resentment comes in, or, you know, the tone, tonality of the voice, then you're trying to do that back at him because mm-hmm. a part of you does not accept that no matter if you, you know, you don't, set your boundaries okay but a part of you desperately wants to set those boundaries and desperately wants to be respected so then it kind of goes there in this sneaky little way and then you try to disempower him and so it just keeps on going and and so you find these couples in these power struggles where literally he's doing something mean she's doing something mean like little little things like you can't, it's hard to say because it's passive aggressive. It's, oh, what old couples do. But man, you're in this disempowerment cycle. You're just wow. trying to take power away from each other again and again. So it's like even more active than like the social media because it's what you see and what you absorb. But this, it creates a dynamic. It literally becomes a dance that you two do. And I think everyone can relate to this because, you know, when you meet someone new and it's all wonderful and it's all the honeymoon, you're like, ah, it brings out the best in us. You know, I like you, 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 you lift me up. I feel my best. I can do things I can't do otherwise. But over time, these couples bring out the worst in each other. And why? Because of this, because of this dynamic of, oh, you did that. Okay. now I'm going to do this. And before you know it, you're down this very, very deep spiral where you don't recognize who you are, what you're doing. You wouldn't do or say that to other people in your life, but it's such a sticky dynamic, this power struggle you've created. Wow. You guys have discovered this. You're kind of working through it because you're still working through it. And then you decided to help other people. Right. What, what made you decide that? Right. Because well, you could have kept it for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, so what, once we actually started, you know, transforming it and saw the results, it was amazing. And and both of us have been, you know, working with people for a long time, and and so we decided 
and we we care about the world we care about other people and we want to make a difference and so one way we can make a difference is going into relationships because society's building blocks are relationships and if you can shift how we're relating to each other you are going to transform how society is working okay so so that is what what was at at the heart of this why we decided to go into it because we are working with people because we care about what we're doing and how we're showing up because we can see where we're heading you know as a society and so we want to make a small contribution to help shift uh where the ship is heading basically there's lots that needs to be done when you look at, at the state of affairs but that is one thing that you can do and, and it has a tremendous impact because if you're relating differently in the romantic relationship if you have kids you're going to bring up your kids differently they're going to have better role models uh, the way you are going to interact with your colleagues is going to be different right because they uh you are not coming from a place of feeling disempowered already and you know and bad you're coming from a full place you're coming from a place of love of feeling accepted of feeling cherished of feeling like that you matter so how can you show up in the workplace is going to be different so it, it, it has this you know ripple effect throughout your life when you start to shift this dynamic which is why you know we decided to do this we're passionate about helping people wow i love that so would you say authenticity is at the core of this or just it, or like a big part? It's a big part. It for sure is a big part. You need to have it in order to, to actually make changes. Like what the mind can dream up anything in a second. You can go to Mars, you can go to a different universe, you can create beings that are not there. You can create anything within a split second. Okay, so the authenticity is so important because it's, it's, it's the anchor. Where are you going to, what kind of change are you creating? Is it the change just because your mind just came up with it? Well, what's the base for that? What's the drive behind that? So the authenticity is what gives the direction for the relationship to evolve, right? Like your friend said, to you, she, she has to be authentic with her husband. Well, yeah, because when you're authentic with your partner, then there's going to be a catalyst towards change. Because you're showing up as yourself and some of the patterns just can't go on anymore. Because when you're authentic, you can feel the hurt and the difficulties that this is creating. And you don't want to be in a relationship where you have to wear a mask all the time. right? So authenticity is so important for it. Yeah. Mm, I love that. So what would you like the audience to take away? What's each of you something that you would like the audience to take away? I guess based on my own story and my own experience, it's to fully acknowledge yourself. And I think that's the wonderful thing about this whole conversation and about authenticity is that it's very much about you and yourself. Yes, there's the expression part, which then touches others in the world, but really it's about you. And when a lot of people come to us uh, with relationship problems, I would say 85% of the time, um, the problem is still pointed towards the other person. So there's still a great deal of blame on the other person. For, for some, there is a level of recognition that, okay, maybe I'm contributing to this too, because it is my relationship or my partner is reacting to how I am being in a relationship too. But a lot of the times that underlying energy is still like, 
uh, make him change, you know, like, like, <laughs> like, how do I make him stop that? Or like, oh, make him like, he, uh, that bothers me about him. If only, you know, he did this and this, I'd be okay. And, and yes, there are needs to be met within a relationship. You know, it is a, a relationship between two people. But I think the wonderful thing about authenticity is that you got to know yourself. You got to take responsibility for what's going on within you. And for me, it was not easy to start that process. Like that, that looking inward for the first time, um, you might not feel like it matters or that, like, what's the point of it? Like, you know, if you don't come from a place where you truly acknowledge and love and respect yourself, it's like, why am I doing this? Like, there's so many, many other people in the world I could help and serve and uh, I'd rather focus outwardly. But no, I think if you truly want to have a very successful relationship, you do need to tap into that vulnerability and that authenticity. And if you don't, you're very much robbing your partner of, of who you really are, like where you can really go. Because the moment you tap into that, yes, the, you might see some stuff that's unprocessed or that's quite ugly or that's you know painful to deal with. But when you come through that, and I think this, our story is that we came through that, you know, we looked inside, we saw the nastiness, we took responsibility, but we could come to the other side. And the other side is that you can be yourself and you can show up. And then that's the magic. Mm. That's the magic. And it's better than the honeymoon. It's more than just pleasure. It's more than just balanced in the equation of I did this today. So you got to fix the fence tomorrow. It's not this mathematical transactional relationship anymore. It's you showing up in your full self and it provides this magical opportunity for your partner to really be with you. And I think that's the type of relationship where in our soul, deep, deep within our soul, we're longing for this kind of connection. And I believe it's impossible to have if you're not authentic in this way. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. They want one takeaway I'd, I'd like to give, and it, it's, it's a question really. And, and, and the question is, how would your life be if you didn't have to be anyone? That's one question. The second question is, how would your partner change if you would stop thinking that you know them? Hmm. I love questions. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Two very thought-provoking questions. I appreciate that. So how can people shower you with love? How can they connect with you? We do have our own podcast. So if you want to check it out, it's awakenedwife.com. Now, today we talked a lot about communication. And it's 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 a symptom, I think, of certain things going on within you and you're misaligned with yourself, or you're not being honest with yourself or your partner. So we have a little quiz 
uh, it's kind of fun. You can take it and figure out uh, whether you make some mistakes, co very common mistakes, you know, those subtle stuff we're talking about. Uh, you can take it and then you can get the results and see where you're at. You know, is it extremely toxic? Is it a little bit negative? Are you on a good path? Or, And actually, uh, on the other day, we were on an interview with... Um, uh, on another podcast and the host took it and he was like oh I got everything so-called right well it's not you know it's not like a school <laughs> exam but he's like oh but I meant there was one there was one and then I saw that I read the results and, and then I realized uh-huh I do bring up issues or concerns regarding the relationship but I do it in a way where it's like, oh, did you notice that uh, this happened? Uh, no big deal. But, you know, like just just bringing it up a little bit, but not owning it, not owning his emotions, not owning his experience. So anyways, it's kind of fun because uh, a lot of people have learned a lot from just taking the quiz. And you can get that for free at uh, yourexceptionalrelationship.com forward slash understand. Cool, cool. I will um, definitely put that in the show notes. Um, do you have any social media handles or just your website and your podcast is the best way? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Perfect. Well, it is a pleasure having you both um, on the podcast. Got so many gems. So I appreciate you both. Uh, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate you too. If you connected with what you just heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can stay connected by following the Instagram, Bianca Keisha, spelled Keisha, K-E-S-H-A, or visiting the website, AuthenticWednesday.com. Remember, authenticity is a journey, not a destination.